Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Guys! Welcome, welcome to a new series of ups and downs videos. We are finally kicking off with season three of Star Trek Discovery, the long-awaited season three of Star Trek Discovery. It's been 18 months for us, but it's been 930 years, or about five seconds, for Michael Burnham. So, I don't know about you, but I'm really excited to get into this season. The teasers have been fantastic, the trailers have been fantastic, and... I'm delighted to say the first episode is pretty fantastic. All right, let's get right into it. I am Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture, and these are all of the ups and downs for Star Trek Discovery Season 3, Episode 1, That Hope Is New. Now, we're going to start straight away with an up. So, Chris, get that green button ready. We're going to start with how beautiful this episode is. It's stunning. You know, Star Trek, ever since Discovery started, Picard has done this, and even, yes, Lower Decks as well, has shown what Star Trek can do with a budget. I mean, this is this is really, really beautiful episode. They use the backdrop of Iceland as this planet that they land on. Now, it's not the first time Star Trek's been to Iceland. They were there in Star Trek Into Darkness, where they did surgery on a torpedo. It was great fun for everyone. But this really, really shows off just how stunning Iceland's uh, landscape really is. Now, the only thing that's different from real life, of course, being last time I checked, Iceland doesn't have about 17 moons in the sky. I was only there once though, so I don't know. But this ad, yeah, this could be an ad for Iceland Tourism Board. But coming back to Star Trek, it was really, really gorgeous. Really, really beautiful visuals in this first episode. And you know, after that, after Burnham crash lands on the planet in a pretty great sequence and Book, who we haven't met yet, but we clearly have, crash lands as well. After they meet, which I'll come back to in a second, they go and they, you know, discover legacy aliens. And again, this for me is an up. Now, we knew that we were getting Andorians. We knew that we were getting Tellarites. We now have Orions as well, which you've seen in Discovery before. But also, as we all know from the trailers, we've got a Lurian. That is Morn's race from Starter DS9. And we've also got a Blink and You'll Miss Him Cardassian. Now, the reason I want to bring a little bit to this Cardassian is because what the heck has the Cardassian Union been up to in the nearly century since the Dominion War? You know, it gets explained a bit later on, which I'll come back to, that, you know, 
there's not a lot of ships flying around in space at the moment, which makes space quite inviting if you can find a way around that. And the Cardassians, not really the most trustworthy people. So really, really interested to see what is happening with some of those legacy kind of empires and what's going on. Another great up from the episode is David Ajala as Cleveland Book. He just nails it. Straight away, episode one, I'm invested in this character. I want to know what's going on. We've got a little bit of his backstory. We've got the fact that he worships Grudge. Now, look, I'm a dog person, okay? But Grudge is cool. This little tiger with a thyroid problem is just, as Book says, she is the queen and they're all just kind of serving around her. Now, either this is a weird, weird backdoor pilot for a new Borg series, or we've just got, finally, another kick-ass pet. You know, we had Porthos back in Enterprise, who was, I really hope he's doing okay after that transporter mishap. Thanks, Scotty. Anyway, yeah, but David Ajala absolutely nails it. He has a great interplay with Burnham. They really, really bounce well off each other. Burnham's kind of sunny optimism is really, it really rubs off on him very quickly. You know, from the moment you see a, a treachery, you know it's not going to be a treachery. And it's not just because of what we've seen in the trailers. There is an honesty to him that he just brings through his character and really really interested to see where this is going to go you can see there's a good guy there and yeah as i said definitely an up for me we're going to come in with our first down of the episode now bear with me it's called star trek discovery there is no discovery in the first episode of star trek discovery season three now okay is this nitpicking maybe a little bit but i've been waiting 18 months to see what's going on with this ship What's going on with Saru? Has Saru been made captain yet? Does everybody give a Saru a hug every day of the week? Okay, maybe I just really want to see Saru. Now we're coming back in with another up. There is a beautiful little framing on this episode and it is Adil Hussein's character, Aditya Sahil. Aditya Sahil, yes, pronounce it right. And we, so the episode starts with him waking up and he goes through what we can see straight away is a mundane daily routine. It seems to be same thing every day. Out of bed, sonic shower on your teeth, which makes sense in Star Trek continuity, but I'd never thought of it before. And then waits at his desk. And then we don't see him again until the end of the episode when he's doing the exact same thing. And we discovered that he's effectively been the torchbearer for the Federation in this part of the Quadrant anyway. And when Burnham walks in and all of his faith is restored in that moment, there's this payoff. And we don't know this character. We've never seen him before this episode. But when we see his eyes start to well up, when Burnham offers him a field commission, I mean, I felt it there. Right there. Right in the sea. Star Trek Discovery has been many things, but you would never really accuse it of being funny. And that changed in this episode. Burnham actually gets some really good gags in this, thanks to their, their truth serum gasp thingy that the Orions and the Andorians pump on her. And just straight away, Sonica Martin, Martin Green just nails it. I mean, she's really, really funny. She's got great comedy timing. 
Uh, two of the best lines in the episode come within moments of each other. One is when, you know, kind of, she knows that the plan has worked because she has her cheer at the start. She detects multiple life forms. Haha, <laughs> screw you, control, you're lost. But then she kind of has this moment of, I saved all the things. And you know what? Yeah, celebrate. You just saved creation. You've done okay. And then the other line that really had me laughing was, you know, she self-analyzes the effects of this gas. It's like, this is a truth serum. This makes me say so much. I have a friend with red hair. She cannot have any gas up. So apparently the Gorn have destroyed about two light years of subspace. Down. Don't tease me with Gorn. Give me Gorn. You gave it to me in Lower Decks. Give it to me in 2020 CGI. Please don't let Enterprise be the only computer-generated Gorn we ever get. One thing that was a bit of a surprise is just how quickly we find out what the burn is. This was the big massive mystery that was introduced by Michelle Paradise and Alex Kurtzman in one of the Trekcons. And, you know, it's fascinating. It's what has happened, what has gone wrong in the galaxy to get rid of the Federation. And in a way, it's quite straightforward. All of the dilithium, for some reason, basically exploded, destroyed X amount of vessels, killed X amount of people. It was awful. And without a means to reinsure supply lines, to protect their planets, the Federation crumbled. And yet that actually makes sense. What also is interesting there is that, what about the ships that don't use dilithium? The Romulans use a forced quantum singularity for their propulsion systems. So in theory, they won't be affected at all by the burn. Are they now the dominant power in the galaxy? We know that later on in the season, there's an episode called Unification 3. Do they tie in together? But the burn as it is, up. One of the greatest overall ups of the episode is that this really feels like Star Trek. Look. Say what you like about earlier Star Trek Discovery, about Star Trek Picard, and even, even parts of Star Trek Lower Decks. There has been a lot of criticism leveled at these shows because of the dark tone, because of the cynical exploration of what the Federation and Starfleet have become. And while they've all addressed that in their own way and you know done workarounds, there has been this kind of divide between, let's call it Berman era, Star Trek, which had your Next Generation, your DS9, your Voyager, and your Enterprise. And then you've got your Kurtzman era, which begins with the 2009 film. And, you know, it's it's a more, maybe adult is the wrong word of looking at it, but um, it's certainly a grimmer way of looking at what's going on around. And this episode seems to be kind of turning that back a little bit. The Federation, once again, is a symbol of hope. Uh, particularly in Adil Hussain's character. I mean, he is overwhelmed by meeting Burnham, who is a ghost of the past, but also a living, breathing Starfleet officer. And for the longest time, that's what Star Trek represented, is how good Starfleet was and how good of a force they were. They don't need to be deified, but it is nice if we're going to see hopeful Trek coming back again. Now, where would any of these videos be if we didn't go through some of the Easter eggs? And, you know, but this episode, it was kind of light for Easter eggs. They were there, and I'll go through them now, but it didn't, it didn't beat us over the head with them. It didn't feel like, you know, and I say this with love, some of the episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks, where it was like, hey, 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 you see? 
You see the Easter egg I'm pointing at here? I love lower decks. Mike McMahon is a genius. Anyway, we have Quantum Slipstream Drive and Benamite, which of course is Star Trek Voyager. We have Tachyon Solar Sails, which of course is the Bajoran Solar Sailor from Deep Space Nine. Trilithium, Callback to Generations, the Gorn, as we have spoken about, but also the damage to subspace. Could this be, as has been theorized online, a reference to the Omega Particle? Maybe? We have, of course, the aforementioned alien races. There is a call out to the temporal wars from Enterprise, which had to be addressed, of course, because time travel and going into the future. There's also a reference to the fact that the nearest wormhole is 100 light years away. What is the wormhole that we know about in Star Trek? And of course, it's the Bajoran wormhole. Is that what he's referring to? And for the first time on screen, spoken by a character, we've got the Delta Shield is named on screen. And that is, it's just nice. It's been called that in Phantom for however long. It's nice to have that addressed on screen. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs>